Hello, happy innovators, how are you, how are you, today? <laughs> Hello, happy innovators, did you like that? <laughs> I made that just for you. I'm having a good old time over here. <laughs> Why, you ask? Because for the first time in like two weeks, I don't have any snow that I have to shovel. I mean, I have shoveled so much snow in the past couple of weeks that my arms are practically ready to fall off, okay? So there's still a lot of snow on the ground and winter is still very much here, but the sun is out today and spring is on the way. You can feel it, you know? So, anyway, back to business. Now, a few months back, my wife and I were fortunate enough to be able to buy a brand new car, okay? And it's a wonderful thing to be able to buy a brand new car. It's fantastic. I mean, the car is great, right? The only downside to this car that we've recently bought is that the new cars that are being manufactured no longer include a compact disc player in the stereo system. Now, this is problematic for me, okay? Because I have a pretty extensive compact disc collection that I've accumulated over the years, and I kind of look forward to, you know, picking a CD out for a road trip or something and popping it in and listening to something that I chose, something that I like, okay? Now, I don't have a smartphone. I have an iPod, okay? But if I want to listen to music that I've chosen to listen to, I have to plug in my iPod and go online and plug into the system and program this stupid little gadget to play the music that I want to hear while I'm driving, okay? Not a very convenient setup for me, okay? So most of the time now, I'm relegated to just listening to the radio, okay? Which I guess isn't too bad, right? But honestly, most of the time, the music that's on the radio sucks, okay? The music, most of the time, is terrible, all right? So, more often than not, I find myself kind of like scrolling to uh, the classic rock station that's playing, you know? Which isn't entirely bad either, but let's face it, you know, most of the time, the music that they're playing is, you know, usually something that's very old and very boring to me most of the time, okay? And the rest of the time, they're playing music that I like, but it's kind of like this subtle reminder that enough time has passed <laughs> where the music that I like and grew up on is now considered classic rock, okay? And it's a little depressing sometimes. So it kind of takes the fun out of listening to the song, you know, this reminder that, you know, 
20 years has passed and that sucks okay so I guess the point that I'm trying to make here all right is that I'm an individual who is not necessarily willing to go online all the time in order to listen to music that I like right I am not always willing to forfeit my autonomy you know by going online just to hear a song or something okay I value my autonomy all right I don't always want to be on the internet okay and like I said you know I don't own a smartphone and that is a conscious decision to not own a smartphone okay um I mean I see what the smartphone can do for people, okay? And the benefit of having a smartphone. But I also see what they are doing to people, okay? And I'm not necessarily willing to go down that path. I I've seen enough and I know enough to avoid that. All right? But in order to function seamlessly and effortlessly in popular culture or in society in general I need to be married to this technology thing okay like in order for me to access and benefit from normal everyday things like listening to music I have to first be online I have to be on the internet okay and in essence really I have to forfeit my autonomy okay and I personally have a problem with that not all the time but sometimes I don't want to be plugged into the system you know I just want to drive my car and listen to a song that's all I want to do Do you know what I mean? And I know, I know, you can call me a Luddite or old-fashioned or whatever you want to say. You know, I don't really care. You know, the fact of the matter is, is that I am an individual who is not always willing to forfeit my autonomy. Okay? But there's an even larger problem that we need to address when we talk about technology okay and that is what we're going to talk about today all right now what i want to talk about is this thing called planned obsolescence okay planned obsolescence what is planned obsolescence you ask well i'm going to tell you i got my handy dandy uh, new oxford american dictionary and uh, I'm going to look up the definition of planned obsolescence. Okay? Okay. Planned obsolescence. A policy of producing consumer goods that rapidly become obsolete and so require replacing. Achieved by frequent changes in design 
termination of the supply of spare parts, and the use of non-durable materials. Okay? Planned obsolescence. Now, this whole planned obsolescence thing started a long time ago. Okay, I think it was with the light bulb. And this is a true story. Okay? Um, the manufacturers of light bulbs, okay, all the different companies that made light bulbs back in the day, when they first started to market light bulbs on a global scale, okay, um, all of the manufacturers of light bulbs at that time had a summit where they all came together and they came to a consensus amongst themselves that the light bulbs that they were producing were too efficient, okay? And this was a problem for them, okay? Because they realized that if they made their light bulbs with less quality and less reliability, that they could make more money. So they all came to a consensus amongst themselves that they would all start to produce their light bulbs to fail, in a shorter period of time. And that became known as planned obsolescence, okay? Now, the little guy who's buying the light bulb, right, he winds up spending twice as much as he normally would because the light bulbs that he's buying are burning out faster than they need to be, all right? And that may or may not sound like a big deal to you, okay? But fast forward a few years later to now, okay? And this idea of planned obsolescence has evolved into this major problem, okay? Because, and I'm sure that I really don't need to explain this to you, okay? But a lot of this technology that we're basically being forced to use, okay, is really expensive, right? Like, uh, if you're going to purchase new technology, you're going to be spending like $300 to $600 maybe for a smartphone, depending on what you get, or even $1,000, $2,000, $3,000, or $4,000 or $5,000, depending on if you're buying a laptop or what kind of equipment you're going to buy. I mean, this stuff is expensive, right? And any time that you want to upgrade your technology, you go out and you spend the money on the new thing, and then you find out that it's not compatible with the older piece of equipment that you've bought, right? Like the new technology is designed in such a way where it does not work seamlessly with the older model, okay? Now, it could be the same company, the same kind of device, just an updated version. And with like the new Mac, all right, I have an old one and I have a new one. And the old one has, you know, the typical USB ports and all those kinds of things. And the new model doesn't have the same kind of USB port. They changed it. And if I want to use my old computer, which still works perfectly fine, okay? It powers up, and it does all the things that it has always done, okay? It works fine. 
But if I want those two computers to work together, right, there's no easy way to do that. You have to spend all sorts of extra money on these accessories like those adapters and cables and all these things, right? And it's really a hassle and it's inconvenient, okay? But they've designed it that way. They've made it so that I have to spend extra money. Even though I just bought a brand new computer from them, if I want to still use my old one with my new one, I have to spend all sorts of extra cash on these accessories that are just a mess and it's silly. All right, it shouldn't have to be that way. So now I basically have these two computers that are almost completely different devices altogether, even though they're the same model from the same manufacturer. One is just an updated version, right? They're almost completely different. And that older unit that I've used for a long time that still works fine, okay, is now in some ways rendered practically useless, okay? Now, yeah, I'll find a way to use it and I'll spend the extra money on those accessories, right, in order to get it to work with the new system, but it shouldn't have to be that way, all right? And that is a perfect example of planned obsolescence, right? Now, that may not frustrate you, okay? But I would bet that same kind of issue bothers you just as much as it bothers me. And it doesn't just apply to computers. It applies to almost everything. It almost seems as if the manufacturers of practically everything have conspired or something to manufacture goods and products and devices and technology that are less efficient, okay? Efficient in terms of compatibility, right? And longevity. Or they change them so radically, okay, in ways that they don't really need to be changed so that it becomes proprietary and something that you have to spend extra money on in order to have your older device work in tandem with your newer device. And you know what? It's so wasteful. All of it is so wasteful. And let me tell you something, okay? I'm the kind of person who likes to maximize you know, whatever I choose to spend my money on. You know, I take care of my tools and my equipment and uh, with the hope that they'll last for a long time and I won't need to replace them. And like I said, this stuff is expensive and I want to get the most out of anything that I lay my hard-earned money down for. And that goes for anything that I have, like even in my kitchen, or with the tools that I have, you know, my power tools, anything that I use, you know, I'm the kind of person who really appreciates a well-made tool or a well-made device, 
that's reliable year after year. And, you know, I, I take care of my stuff and I want it to last. I'm careful to take good care of the stuff that I've spent my money on so that I don't have to replace it. And I appreciate companies like, for instance, there's a company called DeWalt and they make power tools, okay? They make hand saws, they make drills, and they make all kinds of different power tools, right? And all of their tools are made so well that if you lay the money down for a DeWalt, you know, screw gun, you'll have it forever if you take good care of it. You know, if you don't beat the crap out of it and you take care of it, you'll have it for a long time and you won't need to replace it. Wouldn't you think that as a manufacturer, that kind of quality would be the goal? To be the kind of company that will hand a tool to your customer, right? That they laid their hard-earned cash down for, and they will be able to use it almost indefinitely if they take good care of it and they maintain it properly, right? Wouldn't that be something to strive for? To make the best product that lasts the longest and is the most useful for the longest period of time? Right? You know, there's this company called Stanley and they make tools as well. Okay, and they've been around for a very long time. And they make a hand planer for wood. Okay? It's a small little metal thing you hold in your hands and you can just kind of plane wood by hand, right? Well, their hand planers are made so well and have been made so well for so long that the antique hand planers that you can find, if you're lucky, are considered treasures, okay? They're made that well, okay? So, even the antiques are considered treasures, okay? Their hand planers are so durable and reliable, okay, that even the hand planers from a hundred years ago are still considered to be treasures, if you are lucky enough to even find one. Because you know what? People don't sell them. You know, if a woodworker buys a Stanley hand planer, okay, they don't sell it. They keep it forever and they hand it down. That's how well these tools are made. Don't you think that that would be something to strive for? You know, don't you think that should be the goal? Well, not so much anymore. It is as if greed has become so pervasive in our culture that these brilliant minds that are making things like the Macintosh or the iPhone or any other modern technological device, these brilliant minds, and they are brilliant, okay? The things that they have invented have revolutionized humanity. I mean, they have changed the human condition. But at the same time, they're handing you something that they know 
okay, they know will fail at a specific point in time or become obsolete no matter how well you take care of the device or whatever. And it's exhausting just trying to keep up with it all. Now, I understand that, you know, technology changes and thank God it does. I mean, it's great. You know, one thing that we can count on with modern technology is that no matter how great the device you own functions right now, in a few years, the technology is going to be even better. But this idea that I'm going to have to replace this device before it's even really necessary to replace it, uh, I don't know. You know, I don't think it's such a good thing, this planned obsolescence. I mean, think about that, okay? They're manufacturing something for you, okay, that you're going to spend a small fortune on, and they design it to be replaced sooner than it needs to be. Okay, think about that. They intentionally sabotage, right? They sabotage this technology that you have spent a small fortune on to fail or to need to be replaced. Now, I see these people, okay, and I just don't understand this, but I see these people lining up for the latest smartphone, okay? And it's shocking to me how addicted people have become to their smartphones. And I know there are a lot of people, okay, that are saying that. They're belly aching, like, oh, people are so addicted to their cell phones. But you know what? It's true. I mean, it is true. And I get it, you know? It's it's a dopamine fix, you know? And that is an addiction that is <laughs> probably a lot more serious than people realize. I mean, you know, I know a handful of people. I know more than a handful of people that are literally addicted to their phones. And so when the latest model smartphone is made available to the market, they have to have it and they get in line with the millions of other people that are getting in line, you know, standing in line for this stupid phone. And, you know, another point that I guess I should make is this idea or this mentality of keeping up with the Joneses. You know, it's an old expression. And basically what it means is that you are willing to spend whatever money you need to spend, even if it's beyond your financial means, in order to maintain the appearance Okay, that you are equal to everyone else, that you are normal, that you're just like everybody else. You're keeping up with the Joneses, the next door neighbors, you know. You're keeping up with the status quo so that you don't appear to have less than everybody else, right? And it's a form of portrayal, right? 
you are portraying yourself to be just like everybody else's. And that is both silly and sad, okay? And there's a real part of me that really kind of wonders if the manufacturers of these planned obsolescent devices aren't counting on the fact, or better yet, banking on the fact that most people will succumb to the pressure of trying to keep up with the Joneses. Now, this is not a criticism of you, okay? This is a criticism of this crazy mentality that has literally been bought into by a lot of people. Like I said before, it's really difficult to function seamlessly in society without this technology and without these devices. It's possible, okay, but it's really difficult. And it's also difficult because it has become an addiction, right? And I get that. I get it. Maybe it speaks to... Maybe it speaks to this even broader issue, okay, that maybe, okay, it's something like this. Like, we live in this age of technology, right? But we also live in this age of loneliness, all right, and detachment, where people are just so detached from each other, much more than they used to be. And there's just this chronic streak of loneliness that permeates our culture. And no one really wants to talk about it because it's horrible, right? Or maybe they don't even recognize it. But this loneliness is what is driving this situation. And it's what motivates people to have that smartphone in their hand 24-7. I mean, they are glued to this thing. They are addicted to it. There is this basic human need to feel connected and not feel isolated, right? And I get that because loneliness sucks. Okay, trust me, I know. Loneliness sucks, I mean, it is a basic human need to not be lonely. And these manufacturers that you are buying these smartphones from, that you're laying your hard-earned cash down to, what, every year or maybe every other year? I don't even know because I don't have a smartphone. So I don't know how often people replace their smartphone, but I would imagine that it's probably every one or two or three years, right? Right? I don't know because I don't own one, but what I do know is that it's becoming a very serious problem, this addiction to smartphones. And you know, maybe, okay, maybe, it's just one of those things like, The age of technology has just begun, right? And from this point forward, there will always be a next wave or a new wave of technology that will come into the marketplace, 
So there's going to be a lot of new technology in the near future. And I feel, and I'm sure that statistically this could be proven, that it won't decrease as time goes on. It will only increase probably exponentially as time goes on. So the need and the desire for new technology will be satisfied by these manufacturers who are delivering new and state-of-the-art technology to all of us. But it comes with a cost. And there's a catch to it, right? There's a catch to it. We are going to spend our money and we are going to spend a lot of it keeping up with the Joneses and keeping that dopamine drip coming into our brains. You know, anytime anybody engages you in any way on your phone, there's a dopamine fix. And it's a lot like a slot machine. Yeah, that's right. A slot machine. You know, you pull the lever, right? And you know, it's just the feeling of pulling the lever, right? That satisfies something in our brain because there's that hope that the lemons just might line up. Well, every time you're on your phone, you know, checking your phone to see if anybody has engaged you in any way, you're doing the exact same thing. You are. With your biochemistry, that is actually what is happening in your brain. It's the same thing as playing a slot machine. It hits the same parts of your brain in the same exact way. And if you ask me, that is something that we seriously need to reconsider and we need to change. You know, a few episodes back, actually a while back, back in the Snowflake 33 days, I did this episode about this guy called Simon Sinek. It's where this whole happy innovators thing came from, right? And Simon Sinek speaks to this issue that I'm talking about much better than I ever could or ever will. So I'll leave you the link to his talk that he did about this dopamine thing and the smartphone addiction down below. And not to get all, you know, tree hugger and granola on you, okay? But... Consider this, how many landfills are filled with these old devices that we used to own? You know, that old computer that you bought back in 1999, you know, that old Dell that you used to use and you got rid of it, you threw it away, right? That's sitting in a landfill somewhere. It's still there. You don't see it, but it's still there, right? That hunk of metal and wires and plastic and glass. It's got to go somewhere, right? So step back a little bit and consider that these same manufacturers that are trumpeting the cause of like global warming and, you know, we have to save the planet. They are manufacturing these devices knowing full well that they're going to wind up in a landfill someday. Okay? And they don't care, okay? They just want the money, okay? They just want the profits. They just want to satisfy their shareholders, 
It's kind of sad, isn't it? That it's no longer about making the best devices and the best products. It's about making the most. Making the most money. That is what it's all about. Now, I know, I know, I know. There are a lot of companies now who are starting to recycle their products, okay? You can hand in your old phone and get a new one, right? But think about this, okay? That's a trade-off because you're handing over this device that has all of your personal information on it. Even if you think you deleted it, okay? It is still stored somewhere on that device, okay? And you're handing it off to some stranger, right? Not thinking anything of it, probably, but you are making a trade-off with your personal information. And that may not bother you, okay? But it probably should, (laughs) okay? Yeah, that device you used is going to be recycled, the parts maybe, But just think about the volumes of personal data that you're handing off to some techie somewhere, okay? Think about it. I would suggest that there should at least be a discussion, a public discussion, about planned obsolescence. And you may not agree with me, and that's okay. But that's where I'm going to leave it for now. So with that, until next time... This is Mike Bostwick from Pipe Choir Records signing off. And remember, folks, if you want to keep what you've got, you've got to give it away. Take it easy.